BBC Six Music Podcasts. Six Music. This is a free download from the BBC. Find out more at bbc.co.uk slash sixmusic. And now, Russell Howard and John Richardson. Well, thanks very much for downloading the podcast. Um, it's a good one. It's a good uh, show. Yes, it is. Some it, saying it's better than last week, John. Oh, many people are saying that. Mm-hmm. Theresa May saying it. Who's Theresa May? She's a politician. She oh, works really? for, I don't know who. She's what? Tory party. Oh, nice. Yeah. She uh, loves the show, though. I'll tell you, she's a massive fan of it as well. Yeah. You know those twins that used to work on Funhouse? Oh, yeah. Melanie and Martina, huge fans. Shout, yeah. Shouted at me the other day from a speeding hovercraft. Yeah. And the kid who was in Problem Child, the yeah. little ginger one. Yeah, he's a massive he fan. He hates it. Does he? No, he hates it. Oh, really? Yeah, he likes Adam and Joe, but he just finds us a bit... He's a bit shouty for him sometimes. Moira Stewart's the same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, you know. Sebastian Coe is fairly indifferent. Yeah, well, he's busy at the moment, though. He's saving them up. He, mm. he saves our podcasts on a CD, and he's going to listen to them when this whole Olympics fiasco is blown over. He's just going to have a good session on them. Mm. He's looking forward to it. I tell you, we had a shocker this week on The One Show, Colin Jackson. Jeez, I don't watch The One Show, do you? I watch a little bit of it. I sometimes don't the gym. He can That's barely read. dreadful. When they do that thing where she goes, welcome to the new show, Hazy Adrian Tales. And he goes, and she's someone from Ireland. She's hot, though. I like it. We should do that. Oh. Introduce each other. Welcome to Russell Howard Show. He's Russell Howard. Well, let's do it just for the podcast. Okay. Hi, welcome to the Russell Howard and John Richardson podcast. He's John Richardson. And he's Russell Howard. Enjoy. BBC. <laughs> Six Music. Welcome to the show. Uh, we're watching the uh, the marathon. There's a man... We dre- should probably turn that off. Yeah, we'll turn it off in a minute. But there's a man dressed as a robot. Now, what I was saying earlier... Could be a robot, mate. It could be a robot. If you're he, judging he, there, you can't hear the commentary. He's Who pretty, commentates? Well, that isn't man. a camel, I'll say that much. Now... There's a camel ahead of someone. If, imagine that if you were running along and a camel and a robot passed you. How low would you feel? That's why I wouldn't bother. It doesn't matter all the training you do. There's always going to be somebody dressed as like... That a... is a pretty poor reason not to run the marathon. What's well, my reason, mate? There's a lot of charities need your help, Russell, and we just think, what with your work on Mock the Week and that, you could really raise some money. Yeah, but what if I get overtaken by a camel? If... See, think of that. You've got to think of that, Sir Michael. Sir Michael? Yeah, Who's Sir Michael? Run. He's, he's the head of a charity. Sir Michael's come to me, he's come to my front door. No, he's emailing you. All right, and he's signing Well, he's had to come to your front door because you don't reply to your emails. So he's, <laughs> I should just go around. I should just go around talking. I know where he lives. Who's he talking? lives in the centre of Bath. He's always going on about it because he's got coffee shops and women. Who's, what? I've never said either of those things. What That's am why I, you live in Bath, isn't I, I like lattes and skirtses. Yep. This is all true. You're an absolute liar. Whereas it, I've never you once said... You are a blackguard, sir. I've never said, come round Bath, there's coffee and women. Yeah, you have. Oh, I sound you like... said it this I sound week. like somebody in the Prohibition period. Come round, we got coffee and should women. We, should we have the writing meeting at your house where there is tea and men? Or should we have it in Bath where there's coffee and women? Well, get rid of the men. <laughs> given, given all this chat about their builders, they're doing work at your house. They weren't doing much building last time we were there. Yeah, well, we've, we've got on. You and me should dress up as a pantomime horse... Stand right at the front and just leg it for a hundred meters, and then go. We win, and then just walk off cheering. Yeah, do you fancy that? We'll do no, that next I year. I think they put put things in place to stop you doing that. I think you'd struggle to get front place on the grid as a pantomime horse. Do I you think, think they tend to stagger it. But we could uh, we could buy off two proper runners. Just say right, is is a hundred grand? I don't know where we will get the money from. How we'll are we going to do that? We'll get it from Sir Michael. Even get we'll get it from Sir Michael. Oh, his friend okay. Tarquin. He'll Fair come around. Listen, uh, I've got some money. I'm a, a practical joke. I, I want to see. Um, but that'd be fun, wouldn't it? Yeah. We should really turn this off. Is there a way to turn it off? Because we're just going to spend it. Oh, well, she's got right. Things. What's happening, <laughs> Haley? 
There's you a... can't run a marathon with boobs like that. Yeah, she's got and she's and she's got back as well. <laughs> Fresh. See, that's the thing. It, it just becomes pervy, doesn't it? Straight away. If you wear a flesh-coloured top, there are going to be people acting like Quagmire from. Uh, um... She's getting her bum slapped when she stops to get some water, isn't she? Who is that? That woman, that... Haley. Oh, why have hey. they got their names on? First names. That's not right. Is it a bit informal? Yeah, why are they all called Flora? It's dif- oh, nice. It's difficult running a marathon because the person. Well, that's quite the understatement. <laughs> yeah. John actually does the pep talk before it. Right, gather around, gather around. Here we go, here we go. It is difficult. Right, left, right, left, right. Don't stop. And breathing is a hassle. Paula Radcliffe, we were going to chat about her. She's, she's not doing it either. She's not doing the marathon. She's not comparing up the creek as well, we should say that. And um, I feel slightly bad for her because you just know. It's bad. No, bad. Uh, Don't start on me already. You did loads of them last week and I let them go. Don't start on me. Don't tread on I. I didn't say anything. I shall be up in your grill, mate. I won't be up in your grill. What are you talking about? (laughs) What's happened to you? Mark, get that snickers off him. He's turned into some weird Dickensian rapper. We were chatting about Paul. Right, fine. This is the end of it. (laughs) You're not a fan of the Kings of Leon at all. No. Fantastic music to run around at the gym to. Properly great. You with your switchblade passing! Oh, just oh, start even brilliant. you doing it once. I struggle. Up. I think that's why I don't like it, because before I'd heard them, all I heard was you wandering out. <laughs> I'll tell you honestly. I'm just try to have some shreddies. Can we just calm down? I did, oh, I did a poo-poo. When have I, I ever said you that? Said I, said, that? I said, in <laughs> dinner poo-poo. No, You've read into you that. You said I did a poo-poo. Can we what get What is the image of me parading around our old flat going, I did a poo-poo. Excuse me, I'm trying to eat some shreddies. I'm filing stuff, right? Accounts. Lester Pig at Russell, that's what I will Someone say. Someone had to pay our bills in the house, and you lot weren't doing it, were you? I, I don't owe you any money. You don't now, because I paid it all and chased you up for it over a seven-year period. Yeah. Let's not get into this. He used to break into my bedroom in the dead of night, dressed up as somebody. You owe me £40. Pounds. John, is that you? Put on a voice. Who's John? My name's Mr. Bogus. Mr. Bogus? You know too much. And then pretend he had a gun. It was a banana. Are you going to eat that? No, I'm saving it for breakfast. And he's got a banana <laughs> in his hand now. Oh, it's split. I can't eat that now. Right. Uh, <laughs> next week on... I'm looking forward to that. I've got an email and I'm just trying to work out how intense it gets because it starts off really intense and I don't know if I can read it until I'm... We'll read it softly. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Russell and John. Oh, steady on, mate. Is it full on? Yeah. Why don't you... Oh, my brother, Christopher, was entered to run the London Marathon this year. Oh, Jesus, that does sound like he's got, like, weeks to live or something. Had to pull out because of an incident that happened on a training run. Oh, dear. I was running with him when all of a sudden he suffered a turn for the worse. He started to struggle, and then within a couple of seconds, stopped and froze. I asked him what was wrong, but he didn't reply. He just stood there, blinking occasionally, but otherwise was completely motionless. Again, I asked him, what is it, Chris? Slowly, Chris raised his arm, extended a finger, and pointed at a tree. I looked up to see what looked like an owl perched on the lower branch of the tree. When I looked back at my brother, I could see a pool of urine had formed at his feet, and his whole body was shaking. Later that day, we learnt that my brother has oclophobia, a fear of owls. I had to cut our run short and take my brother home and give him a p- cup of sugary tea. Christopher hasn't run anywhere since. Well, that is clearly a, a Mickey take out of that kid who's afraid of snow from last week. Well, it says maybe it was meant to be a He's secret. scared of owls, Sorry, is he? It's Absolute apparently. crap. Who's scared of owls? Uh, Christopher is. Well, Christopher, watch out, because I'm going to bring Bill Oddie round his house to freak him out. <laughs> yeah? Scared of owls, indeed. Well, Bill Oddie's not an owl, you know that, don't you? No, but he's got access to owls. And he can turn his head round 360 degrees. Yes, he can. Not a lot of people yes, know that can. about Bill Oddie. Yeah, yeah, you spook him right, Oddie can do lots of things. Yeah. 
Um, he can walk up. You know the crab walk that the yoga ladies does? He does that when he's getting stamps. I heard an interesting fact about owls. Wow, it feels, like, it feels like I'm being chatted up in an old folks' home. <laughs> yeah, right there. I heard a uh, rather interesting story at the sanctuary this week. You weren't there again, Maud. Well, I can't I'm read. not very well! I'm not very well, but I made it, you heartless cow. I can't remember if I've... You know when you Touch hear a it. fact and at the time you go, oh, that's good, I'll remember that. And then when you've got to remember it, you can't remember if you changed it or not. I think it was on Johnny's New Kingdom. Do you watch that? What is Johnny's New Kingdom? I don't know. This, uh, he, he sounds West Country. He sounds uh, Northern Irish, but he's from the West Country. It's this guy who's got like 50 acres outside his house and he's building like a, a big pond and he's getting all badgers and deer. I've got deer and look at the deer. Where's he getting them from? Well, they just come naturally. He lives in the West Country. Well, they come naturally. But he's creating an environment that is, um, what's the word I'm looking for, conducive to that kind of creature. So he's putting, like, tennis balls filled with nuts because that's where blue tits like to go, so he'll get blue tits. And he's digging holes and he's baking, like, little otter dens so he gets otters and he's building things for badgers to play with so he gets badgers. Wow, what a freak. He's really nice. He's just... He's, he, you take for granted, after you've watched so many, like, Attenborough stuff, where yeah. there's just stuff that you... Unbelievable research gone into it. Oh, I love it. I he's love got it. no research, but he's just incredibly enthusiastic. Yeah. And it's just him going, Look, a badger! And you go, What about badgers, though? What do they get up to? And he goes, No, but look, it's a badger! Well, what I love about that is he's clearly been sat in his house and gone... I'm going to bring the badgers to me. <laughs> I'm not going out looking for them. And he's devised various plans, which implies there's been trial and error. So he must have been, like, sort of wandering around hedges with, like, because they love peanut butter, apparently. But he would have found that out later. So he probably just, like... After of, the jam incident. Yeah, he just dragged his feet along the hedge with Nutella. Like that, going, anything? Shot the torch? Anything? No, next week he goes back. Maybe he's popped some marmalade on, dragging the foot again, still no badgers. Finally, peanut butter. Apparently they love it. But he was talking about owls, and I think the guy said that there's no owl that does that noise. That's two owls. There's owls that go twit, and yeah. there's owls that go yeah. twoo. I think but you're right. There's no yeah, owls yeah. that go twit twoo. It's the male and female. Yeah. Each other. Yeah. yeah. But surely there must be that. That can't be true because there must be one owl who is. So I get so twit twoo. A transgender owl. No, no, no. no. Twit twoo is two owls. You know, getting it on on separate trees. And then maybe there's one owl who's watching this, mocking them, going, Twit too! Twit too! Christ alive! Aren't you happy on your own? I'm implying you're that owl. Okay, fair enough. Um, but I simply, you know, we could get that bloke. We could train an owl to go twit too. He'll be eating this, won't he? That poor sod. He's just found out he's scared of owls. And then what's the one thing that we've spent most of this owl show chat, talking yeah, about? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He shouldn't watch the marathon. There's <laughs> bound to be some bloke dressed as an owl. Maybe when he was a kid and he got called a twit, he just got slightly apprehensive, and that was his clue, but he never worked yeah. out. And then one day he had a conversation with he's a twit. A twit? Who? And yeah. he thought, oh, God, I'm not comfortable with that. Or maybe he got attacked by some kid with a cleft lip who said, who's a twit? <laughs> you. Um, so, this is the last one. Now you can listen. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, you went, yeah, he's probably hating this. Anyway, here's the bed. Bang. BBC Six Music. It's the News Quiz. You had to write a story about mm. me and Mark Lawrenson and cheese. And, and I had to incorporate all those items and be roughly two minutes long. So I've done that. It's two minutes 47. Uh, it's a little bit, you know, it's a little bit silly. Right. I hope that's allowed. Um, I, I was hoping it wasn't going to be a serious love story. Well, it kind of is a little bit at the end. <laughs> but okay. We'll, right. um, but yeah, uh, I hope you enjoy it. This is a story about Lauro, uh, uh, John and cheese. The Day of Reckoning. Finishing the last of his brie, he adjusted his sword and straightened his hat. He was finally ready for work. 
Scuttling at a brisk pace, he clasped his tail in his left hand. He didn't want it to drag in the rain. I can't turn up to the office all wet. It just won't do. John was proud of his work, and with good reason. He was widely regarded as one of the finest mouse detectives in the land of Snuggleberry. Morning, John, cried a beautiful young mouse called Daisy. Morning, John replied, tripping on his tail. If anyone could catch him, you can. Mm-mm. Daisy spoke of John's nemesis. About a year ago, mice had began disappearing and rumours of a car-obsessed cat called Clarkson had filled many a rodent tavern. He's above the law! I heard he can't be killed! John was obsessed with capturing Clarkson. He longed to fight. Well, dear listener, our brave little crime fighter was about to have his moment. Suddenly, without warning, a huge cat leapt before John, thrusting a paw at his felt trousers. I'll cut you like I did your partner, Russell. I ate him with beans. The tears filled John's face. A thousand happy memories. He pulled out his weapon and stuck it bravely into Clarkson's leg. This served only to anger the bigoted cat who struck at John's shoulder. Blood poured from the wound, splashing the meadow floor. Pathetic little mouse, laughed the cat, extending his claws and raising his paw high above the broken detective. John felt the flood of darkness beckon. His tiny heart thumped frantically against his little waistcoat and he gripped the soft grass around him. Time to die. Guess again, cockknocker. It couldn't be. It was. It was Laura, John's old boss. Everyone thought the original mouse detective had died. They were wrong. Laura was alive and he had a strange object gleaming in his hand. I'm not afraid of you, purred Clarkson. Fear this, roared Laura as he pointed the mysterious contraption at the evil cat. What is it, croaked John. It's a cheese gun. The blood drained from Clarkson's face as he tried to escape, but Loro showed him no mercy as assorted dairy bullets thudded into his fur. A lump of Stilton took his eye. Some cheddar left his gut in tatters. And finally a mini baby bell smashed open his heart. Is he dead? Shh, said Loro, picking up his dear friend and carrying him back to the village. He can't hurt you anymore. This is the happiest day of my life, said John. Really? Well, let's get Daisy drunk and see if we can't put a cherry on top, laughed Laura, placing a tiny mouse condom in his friend's pocket. Snuggleberry was safe once more. There you go. So there you go. It gets a bit full on at the end, doesn't it? <laughs> the idea of him. He's quite sexy, but he's safe. There's going to be a lot of people who want a chapter two there. Yes. And those are going to be the more strange of our listenership. Well, see, you know, I, but I think that could be quite a good forfeit. Every week, uh, the, the loser, <coughs> the other guy, has to write a story about them with listeners suggesting what we do. And it could be anyone. Well, let's give it a go for a while. This is officially the story. It has to be about the other being stalked by a trouser press. Right. And it has to also, let's pop another one in, it also has to have... Um, the the ballerina hippo as well. Oh, I don't like the ballerina. Where can you go with a ballerina hippo? I'm not All right, helicopter. It has to have a helicopter. The Russell Howard and John Richardson podcast. Six music. So it's time for the news quiz. We haven't got a news quiz jingle, have we? We're Do, sorting one out. Sing one now. Oh, oh, maybe we. Are, yeah. What are these? Oh, oh no, that's just free. these are new. Go on. Sh- Shall I finger one? BBC Six Music. It's the news quiz. <laughs> Wow. Rubbish. Yeah, that's a bit weird. (laughs) BBC Six Music. It's the news quiz. Oh, I like that punch at the end. But again, rubbish. Right, and this one. It's the news quiz. 
And then that's it. Right. So, there we go. Look out, everyone else in radio. They're putting a lot, they're putting a lot of effort into us, aren't they? Yeah, we're really getting backed. <laughs> I think they split the money 50-50 between us. Guys, have you done that new news quiz thing? Yeah, it took us three days. Yeah, yeah. We finished filming George Lamb's advert a little bit early, so we did this. It's the news quiz. We just locked some woman in a room yeah. and uh, made her speak into one of them shells you get at the beach. Yeah. <laughs> Darn, that'll do. What's he going to do? He can't even take orange in the morning. Jesus Christ. So, uh, it's nice to feel one hit, though, isn't yeah. it? It's what? It's the news quiz. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, we didn't pay £4,000 to have you say it, mate. Money well spent. One old. How much did she get? I bet she got paid bloody loads for that. I bet she's currently on a gold speedboat as we speak. I bet she is. Bitch. <laughs> yeah. Razzing around. And I bet she's on uh, Lake Coniston, breaking the speed limit yeah, as well, exactly. doing going, seven going, miles an going hour. Going 12. Yeah. yeah. Swearing at like, the proles. You shouldn't be driving here. You should be at home listening to the radio, didn't you know? It's the news quiz. Question one. The Mecca Bingo Hall in Swindon this week celebrates 40 years of business. Is that true or false? Uh, That's true, and I sense that you've been uh, (laughs) been, uh, lured in. 40 years? They clearly know what they're doing. Eyes down. Yeah. I'm right on a... Well, you're wrong. The Mecca Bingo Hall closed down this week. It's gone after 34 years so in business. So that's why you weren't picking up calls on your phone. Yeah, I know. I was down depression, there picketing. Depression is a horrible thing, ladies and gentlemen. Hell no. We won't go. Two fat ladies, what do you say? Give us bingo every day. We're having a right laugh. Question two. Uh, David Wilshaw and Nancy Stevenson were sentenced at Bristol Crown Court this week for claiming £75,000 in uh, child benefit for 16 children that they invented while living in their one-bedroom flat in Western Supermare. Uh, that is true. That is true. Wow, that is a classic story of greed. Stop at five kids, that's fine. You're getting a fairly decent income. You don't need 16. Well, that's why he... That's more uh, than a football team. That's more than Arsenal have got. Yeah, he turned himself in, the guy, because that's exactly what he said. He said, we're just getting too easy in the end. It would be easier. If we wanted something, just invent another kid. What would have been magical if if they had been caught to court and they'd been proving it right and the judge had gone, all right, what are their names? Tom, Barry, (laughs) Sue, Steve, Marie, Engelbert, Nathan, Swissy, Bob, Maloko... Kenneth. Mother of Fruit Corner. Mother of Fruit Corner is the little <laughs> one. Uh, Aswad. <laughs> Steve again, another Steve. Yeah. Tree, Fawn, <laughs> Goat, and Alopecia. Yeah. That's only 15. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ah. Um, yeah, and he was going, he was going, well, thing is, right, problem is, I've got a gambling addiction, my wife's alcoholic, <laughs> so we need the money. Double trouble. <laughs> we're, not, we're only getting 100 quid a week. Well, stop how gambling get, and drinking. How many did you get for 16 imaginary kids? Well, they were, they total they claimed seventy five grand over over their duration. And what's the duration? Though? What's that? I as don't a, know. What's that as a weekly wage? Because that's worth taking on, isn't it? Um, I mean, you know, are you encouraging people to do that massively? If you can get away with it, no, 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 we're not. No, that's a bad thing. No, no you're, you're in a room full of people who pay tax. Yeah, for people who worse. need it. As if anyone's going to listen to this show and go, yeah, I'm going to go with what he says. Question four. Officials in Brazil have begun manufacturing mansaps, a condom, <laughs> a, a condom made from Amazon forest rubber to create a sustainable industry in Brazil. Yes. Officials in Brazil, mansaps, a condom made from Amazon forest rubber. True or false, is it? I, um, I'm going to say that is true. 
Oh, it's false. Did you just make that up? The story's true, but the condoms are called Natex, oh. not Mansaps. That was the clue that it was that was treachery. Mansap, honestly, as if they would. Um, question five to all. Oh, it's exciting, isn't it? It's neck and neck, like a London marathon. Uh, <laughs> Colonies of short-snouted seahorses. We we need to speak to Olver later. <laughs> Don't forget that. Don't forget that. Uh, colonies of short-snouted seahorses have been discovered mating in South End in the River Thames. Oh. Is that true or false? It's probably some story that you read about in Now magazine where some celebrity got dressed up as a seahorse and got caught banging. Actual seahorses, short-snouted seahorses. I saw a seahorse in Egypt. Is that a tongue twister? No, no. There was, um, boy, it was a children's toy, and it was kind of just right near the uh, sea, and it was a horse, and I said to my girlfriend, look, it's a seahorse. How oh, we laughed. Um, uh, yeah, I'm funny on the beach. Uh, yeah. Uh, Let's get you on. <laughs> you know what her name is. Don't be so rude again. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's clever, isn't it? So, uh, <laughs> oh, fuck. it can't be the chair. Am I, is that what I'm like when I'm in that chair? Sorry for that swear. <laughs> just then, I was trying to think. It's <laughs> horrible with that. Did you just I'm pretty swear? sure I never used to do that during my GCSEs. Like, I never used to sit there sort of thinking, oh, and just swearing to myself. That's all I do now when I'm thinking. I did that in a stationery shop this week going, oh, F, what do I need? Just walking around going, oh, F me, what do I need? Oh, I get excited in stationery shops, though. <laughs> yeah. All the paper. I went in and bought a load of canvas frames. I'm going to get back into art. Oh, every, every <laughs> couple of weeks that story comes around. That's why you're off radar, drawing, drawing pictures of that mecha bingo. Yeah. Right, I'm going to say that that... Seahorses bombing each other in Southend, true or false? I'm going to look... True, I like to think that that's true. There's very little to do in Southend, and I quite like the idea. Ooh, there isn't, there isn't not if you're a keen racist. That's a fair point, but imagine if you're a keen racist, and uh, no, I won't finish that. But yes, <laughs> true, true. What's weird is when we play this in the in the game, and their Latin name for a seahorse is Hippocampus Hippocampus. Yeah, I yeah. quite like that. Mm-hmm. When, Come on, Hippocampus! When you play the score noise there, you can't hear it, but when you listen to it on the podcast, there's one man whose voice is really clear, and he sounds like, you know the story we did about, she's got out! Yeah, yeah. There's a man who screams, and he goes, ah! And you can only ever hear it on the podcast, but not live. What is, well, let's have a song now. What's lovely about that story implies that somebody at Southend has rang up the local Southend news. They were, you're just seeing the seals. You're going out of the other one. You've got to get down there. Bring a film crew. Oh, they're all over the Thames. Three different sites. I think they've been in... Some sort of seahorse orgy? Dartford, Southend and somewhere else. Well, maybe we could get rid of your drought, dress you up as a seahorse and just sneak you in. You up for that? Yeah, I'm going to struggle to... Move around as a seahorse. Hey, you'll get used legs. to it. You'll get used to it, mate. <laughs> We're going to play a track now, which is a request for David Scoble. <laughs> That's a good name, isn't it? Scoreball, Scoreball, Scoreball. <laughs> if you could, can you play something by David Bowie, please? Preferably something off the Low album, but I'll take anything. <laughs> so I've heard. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, this is "Be My Wife" by David Bowie. So you could play this to the seahorses just before you bang them. Yeah, they don't do it like that, though. They're extramarital, they just take anything. Dirty seahorses. How many women each year in the UK have breast reductions, or boob downs, as they're known in the trade? All right. How how many? How many women have breast reductions? 10,000 or 20,000 a year? What I've always wondered, where does it all go? In people's eyes and mouths. Well, so you you then literally get breasts put back in your... 
I th- like liposuction. It doesn't, but that's you have it sucked out of your bum, don't you, and then put on your head. On your head? Why would you do that? To fill out the gaps so you don't get wrinkles. There is definitely music playing. Adam yeah. Hudson walking around looking confused. I don't know. So what, what, what were the options? Well, 10,000 or 20,000 breast reductions a year but is it like when you, Is it like when you get your hair cut? And you know sometimes you can't. I don't think so. No, I don't think you can... I think you've got to make an appointment. No, but... Can Time you, for a trim. You can whack these off, <laughs> could you? But what do they... Do? Short back and boobs, please. But what do they do... Do they take the nipples off and like put them in the fridge or something, and then no, they don't, no. get rid of all the stuff and then pop them back on? No, they go behind the boob. Oh, did Because all the stuff's at the front where the milk comes out. Oh Jesus <laughs> Christ! So they sort of cut in behind the boob. So, so there's milk everywhere. That's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's milk, milk, lemonade, and you know, it's like some sort of cow massacre. Is that what you're implying? <laughs> Six music. It would be quite good fun to turn up at a titty sanctuary. Um, one of these places, uh, dressed as a pantomime cow with massive udders, and just go, sort those out, could you? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's difficult walking. It's me back. Um, I don't know. Uh, um, 10,000 or 20,000, this story all no, came out. No, but that's out. what I'm saying. Yeah, so when you get your hair cut, you know, sometimes if you, you really l- loved your hair, you can take your hair with you, can't you? You put it in a bag and take it home. Do they do, get... What? Yeah, you can do that. You just gloss over stuff like that. You know, sometimes when you get your hair cut, you just say, bag it up. You know, so <laughs> I've never me. done it, but I've they might had have it for lunch it. later or something. <laughs> I've never done it. But Who takes their hair with them after some a haircut? People, some, I've read about it in magazines. Uh, have you really? Yeah. What magazine? Hair Monthly. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Hair Today. <laughs> yeah. No, I've definitely heard about that. People have done that when they've had. They used to have really long hair, and they've gone. I'll put that in a bag for me. You're thinking of like Laurel when he had his tash shaved off. Yeah, stuff like that. So what I'm saying is, can they? Go can and women keep their boobs in wha- case they change their mind? Yeah, whack my floppers in this tough way. <laughs> Couldn't you do that? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Thank I'm, God for Avon. Um, I'm probably going to go the higher of the two figures, 20,000. 20,000 a because year. Because um, we're getting fatter as a nation, this is my thinking, um, thus breasts are getting bigger, um, women want to be thinner, they're getting rid of the tatty bojangles and they're whacking them in a skip. Thank you, Dr. Howard. Thank you. Oh. It's 10,000. 10,000. 10,000. I reckon a lot of them are unnecessary because what it is is women, when they go to buy bras, yeah. they buy three sizes too big for their boobs. Yeah, yeah. So they don't really need them, but they're, they're not getting the right support for their breasts. <coughs> and if you need support for your breasts, there's a number you can call. And uh, that, is, uh, that is my phone number. And yeah. I, will, I will giggle at you for about <laughs> ten minutes. So three all now. It's neck and neck. There's nothing between us this week. Question is it, seven. Is it like billiard balls in a sock? This is the Russell Howard question. Um, All right. In a show of love to your mother's devotion this week, it was revealed that Fabio Capello phones his mum every day. Is that true or false? True. Yeah! 4-2. For all in the news quiz. Question nine. Today's eldest marathon runner is 101-year-old Buster Martin. Oh, I know Buster Martin. He beat them kids up. He's a fierce-looking sod, isn't he? He's a good guy, and he works in the garage. You see him every so often, and he properly looks hard, doesn't he? He's got, like, 17 kids, massive shovel hands. Am I thinking of the right guy? No, I think you're thinking of Buster Blood Vessel. No, I'm not. Buster Martin's just an old guy. He's 101. Yeah, but he's beating people up. No, he's never been in the news before. Oh, really? He's just running the marathon today. I think if he finishes, he'll be the oldest marathon completer. Right. Completer, as they say in French. Good luck with your GCSEs, guys. True. Mes enfants. Um, No, it's true. I'm telling you that. 
Um, does he put his longevity down to a a bowl of cornflakes every morning? Cornflakes. Yes. Well, he's making his own cereal. <laughs> yeah, I've missed the R out. I was writing it quickly. I did this at one thirty in the morning. I was his, tired. His longevity is down to him turning up to factory shop outlets and asking if they got broken up cereal so he can make his own. Yeah, he takes the rejects. Have you got any rice kiss kiss? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Does he put it down to a bowl of cornflakes every morning or a pint of bitter every evening? Or is it a bowl of cocoa pricks when he gets home? <laughs> um, um, That's what you're going to eat next week, isn't it? How dare you? True or false, cornflakes or beer? Meanwhile, I'm Windsor. Oh, I've caught it in the door. Who'd have thought it was? It's on a lead. He puts it down. Read the question again. I was imagining. He's 101. He's running the marathon today. They said, how have you lived so long? Did he say, I have a bowl of cornflakes every morning? Or did he say, I have a pint of bitter every evening? It's going to be a pint of bitter every evening, isn't it? Yeah. Of course it is. I'm excited, because if he's 101 and he has a pint of bitter every day, then I'm going to live forever. Because yep. <laughs> I get wasted every morning. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, question uh, 10, then. And it's what? <laughs> Imagine that. John Grisham was asked why his hair was so long and his teeth <laughs> so yellow. Beer! Yeah! Vardy. I live in the bin now. Question. Years ago, I didn't have one, but now it's my home. <laughs> Question 10. Have you seen my... <laughs> Question 10. The song that I've picked is actually from a film called The Labyrinth, which is mm. one of my favourite movies. I watched it when I was really young. Yeah. And I always used to watch it, like, every single weekend. Yeah, every and weekend. And I know, like, every single song off by heart, okay. definitely. Um, which is a final song. Yeah, and okay. I mean, you're finishing on a, on a belter. Whoa, yes. references to Labyrinth and a belter. Someone's trying to get in my boxer shorts. Hang on a minute. Uh, do you know who that is? Leona Lewis. That was Leona Lewis. She loves Labyrinth and she has a dog. Right. So clearly she's after me. Um, so what do I want like, to know... Do you like young girls dressed up as really old ladies? Do you? <laughs> they have her dressed up like Diana Ross. She's about 12 and she wears those big power suits. It's freaky. She's not 12, actually. She was born... On, oh, I can't remember the date. I did the Leona Lewis News Round quiz last night. She said, Where question 10 comes all, from. All looking sultry in all her songs. They're written by Carol. They, what, her videos should be her singing with a really fat man whispering the lyrics into her ears because that's the reality of it, isn't it? Oh, but you can't say that. Elton John doesn't write any of his own songs. Yeah, he does. He writes all of them. No, he you? puts the music and Bernie Taupin writes the lyrics. Yeah, but... Bernie Taupin, Bernie Taupin. He writes his own lyrics, doesn't he? No, he doesn't. Bernie oh, Taupin writes the lyrics, I and stand, Elton John writes the music. I stand corrected. Some of the great people of our times haven't written their own lyrics or songs. Hang on, she's one of the great people of our times now. No, I'm just sticking up just for her. Just because you want to nail her, because she's got a dog and likes watching Bowie in tights. She's got a dog. Question 10, it's 5-4, this all hangs, hangs on this. Ladies, if you're listening, <laughs> you know how to lure Richardson in. Just go, go to Swindon, walk a dog, he'll find you. Uh, <laughs> I'll be carrying carrier bags looks like you need one of these is that a great dane is her dog called oslo <laughs> or rome uh oh christ um it's gonna be called rome in it is it yep you're saying rome mm-hmm. yeah. yes never gonna six be oslo. for yeah. howard wins Should, if i'd have said paris or rome you'd have gone for paris wouldn't you yeah oh i changed it this morning i thought i'm gonna put oslo because that sounds like a boy's name i bet she didn't even name the dog Carol done it for her oh yeah call it rome there's a hbo series cross promotion hbo mm-hmm. so uh we'll have eli by caribou we will indeed is it eli or is it ellie spell eli in it so that's... caribou is a uh, sort of a deer-like creature isn't it it is yeah it's probably on that uh, ranch by that 50 year old man he's probably yeah. seen him what's his name uh, I don't know what you're talking about. No, the, yeah, you do. That guy, the guy you were talking about earlier Johnny on in the news quiz. Johnny oh, Kingdom. Johnny Kingdom. So yeah. introduce this as if he's seen the Carabao on his um, on his ranch. Right in the corner there. 
there behind the tree is what looks like a caribou, and I think it's called Eli. You must be very, very quiet. Russell Howard and John Richardson on Six Music. I've just bought a new antiperspirant, and it smells nice. It smells. I like Old Spice. It's a really unfashionable smell. Mm-hmm. It's really nice, Old Spice. It's a proper. Oh, what a fantastic advert! You know, normally they're like David of Court, or there's some bloke jumping out of a uh, a river. It should just be you in a shed, right? Just sniffing yourself, going. It's nice. Yeah, <laughs> Old Spice. It's like good. Oh. And then have kids in the background running away. Modern I didn't aftershaves. want to hang out with them anyway. They're all like, oh, aqua. Are you in the sea with a melon and yeah. some chemicals? Oh, but Old yeah. Spice just says, I'm your dad. Everything's going to be all right. I've yeah. got a leather jacket on. I've just had a pint with my lunch. I used to quite All like, the smells. Have you ever used Brute? Yeah, all that. I went it. for a very odd stage as an eight-year-old. Um, it was obviously kind of... Oh, he- not dressing up like in your mum's clothes. No, she no, no, different. About that. Hero, she probably did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did curse you for being ill in my house. Um, <laughs> did I ever tell you when we had to call him Roussel? <laughs> mm. Yeah. Oh, she did that to me once. It was bloody awful. We're down the doctors. I've told you about this before. One, one of my nipples was growing at an alarming rate. It was bigger than the other. Three brutal. inches a day, wasn't it? it was, at one point. It was awful. It was At hanging down. Fastest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really droopy. It was horrible. And uh, I went to the doctors with mum, and she bloody told him about other things that I got up to, which included putting... He keeps rutting the settee, doctor. It wasn't doctor. that. No, Jim Carrey used to do that, though. But I used to... <laughs> he did, honestly. That's why they took him out of school. He used to, he used to have sex with the family carpet. In the end, they got a telly. Yeah. Um, but, um, was it one of those, like, tigers? <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, I'd love one of them. I'd love a big tiger on the floor, sprawled out. An actual one. Yeah. You can't, you can't condone killing him. No. We, on Six Music, we couldn't possibly be heard saying that that is inappropriate no, no, thing no, no, to no. do. But I want a real life do tiger. Do a cat. Anyway, so I'm drifting from the point. But I used to put pants on my head um, because I had really bad acne. And I used to think, well, keeping the hair out of my face would be fine. And mum told the doctor. But that's a separate story entirely. The, the brute story, when I was eight, I stole um, a bottle from my dad. And every morning, he used to pop it up my face. And my mum... Like quite, Macaulay Culkin. My mum, who's not a homophobic lady, without fail, when we used to walk to school, used to s- sniff me um, a few times that week, going, ooh, it's like a puff's parlour over there. <laughs> Slammed me every time. So I stopped doing it, because I did not want to be a puff, and certainly did not want to be working in a parlour. No. Owned by puffs. But yeah. my mum's not a homophobic lady. But this was the 80s, John. Well, it's a I don't know. It's had all evidence points to the contrary. She does like reggae. She does like reggae. I was reading it's Gay Times when I was around at your house and she spat in my face. Really? Yeah. Why do you like reading about yourself so much? I don't know. You've got to read what people are writing about you, haven't you? Absolutely. I was in an article called... No. <laughs> yeah. So, well, well, let's get over You should them, not cause... call fellas bumholes articles. Now, we've had a, uh, an email from Matthew Cross... <laughs> Cross by name, cross by nature. He's, it's a, it's a kick in. He says, such seamless professionalism. Would you like my four-year-old son to come and press the buttons next week? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Priceless radio. Don't oh, yeah, having a pop at someone yeah. and then what saying, yeah, you're, you're not a responsible jerk. human. Do you want to borrow my kid? Yeah, you jerk. Why don't you look after your kid, jerk? Oh, jerk. Yeah, jerk. That's him dealt with. Knob. All right, <laughs> steady. <laughs> I wish I had a four-year-old kid. Bloody brilliant. Stop it, you don't know. You don't know. <laughs> oh, that was a sinister laugh at the idea that I got no sperm. Mixing two pleasures. Men and sex. With me, my fault. That's when I sweat the most. Yes! Mixing two pleasures. Men and sex. I'm not Bruce Willis. <laughs> my head is one big party. party. There is nothing subtle about this Wonder Boys entrance. <laughs> <laughs> 
as he positively strolled into the studio, threw his jacket at one side and put both his hands on his hips and went, Oi, lads, guess what I done last night? There is talk of getting some uh, a female voice on the show, and I think that 30 seconds proves why that's <laughs> probably an outside chance. I've got two points of admin that I just don't want to forget to do. <laughs> that's without oh doubt the nerdiest DJ link ever. Excuse me, uh, admin... <laughs> Someone's got to do these things. You can't have organic radios all well and good, but stuff gets forgotten about. All right, Millhouse, this is your moment. Oh, shut up. Go on, point next and lay it down. Now you can shove it. When you were safe no, on this, the belt. This was, when you were oh, Dustin Diamond, lay it down. <laughs> I, yeah, do you know what I mean? I had, I had the intelligence of Screech. I'm not going to sit but I had the call of Zach and the authority of Dennis Haskins. You had the trousers of Mario Lopez. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the mullet, mus- the muscle little, trousers. The biceps yeah. of... Uh, I used to I used to do loads of bicep curls. Did you? Oh, well, let's what? just leave the admin can wait. When when did you do that? Because all you ever see him doing is like, Oh mate, when did you used to work? Oh, you know, he used to have one of them chin push up things where we lived together. He can do bloody loads of them. He's like a rat. And wiry. <laughs> like a rat. Oh he, yeah, he we just... all know rats famous for their chin ups. <laughs> Shredder, Shredder, Splinter is who yeah, you're thinking in the, of. Yeah, in the turtles. Yeah, Splinter was pretty fit. He never did a single chin up in any episode. In the video I've got, he done loads. He did you made that. And Tybo and all stuff like that. Tybo. Well, he did stuff with him. He did. He was some sort of Oriental. He was a vicious rat, no, yeah. no, but he's like a rat the way he jumps out. My <laughs> mate Alan worked in a gym and he says it's pointless just working out on your arms because your leg muscles are the biggest ones. So you've got to do your legs and that trains your body to build muscle because they're bigger. So you, you gain protein faster working on your legs and that transfers up to your upper body because I've just been doing upper body workout. And, yeah, I'm strong now, but I haven't got the pecs that I would like. Oh, it's always about the pecs with you. Yeah, that's all, that's all uh, people If I had about, a pound for every time, I've genuinely heard this man, normally whilst he's drunk with a quid. With three quid. <laughs> Red stained teeth go, I just want tits. You've said that lots. I've never said I that. I just want tits. not like you going to the doctors to have yours cut down. Can yeah. I just do my Dare you, please? 40s rumour mill. Jumping jam jockey Judge Jules. <laughs> <laughs> Boss dance floors across Europe for near a decade, wowing ravers with his awesome talent. Jules, real name Julian Skids, <laughs> added his famous prefix as a result of a degree in law. Or so he'd have you believe. He actually called himself Judge Jules because he's a huge fan of daytime TV, trial by tabloid dominatrix Judge Judy, and has tried to emulate her since puberty. (laughs) Jules would call his mother, the accused, insist on his family rising whenever he entered the room, and insist on having them address him as your holiness. His habit of calling his grandfather, that old sinning swine, (laughs) continued beyond death and resulted in skids being lobbed out of the funeral. <laughs> Jules would stage mock trials in which his friends would be put on trial and treated like guilty crims. His father intervened when Jules became obsessed with inventing offences punishable by death, and the line between real and imagined became worryingly blurred. He perfected Judy's accent and would repeat phrases like, Sir, shut your mouth! Who asked you to speak? And, You ain't here to party! <laughs> Rumours arrive that the reason Carl Cox ain't around no more is because Jules had him put to death and it all went Pete Tong away. Mr Jingles has his latest offering for us. BBC Six Music Russell Howard and John Richardson Jesus Sex and, you know, tits Let him come in the back door (laughs) Yeah Thank you Jump all up on the penis. On the penis. <laughs> well, that was a little bit... The, the ending there was a bit more full on, though. BBC. Six. Music. Well, that was the podcast. What fun. Hey, 
Who's this guy here? Yeah. Hi, guys. Oh, oh hello. God, that was good, wasn't it? How you doing? That was really good. I'm yeah. fine, thanks. Yeah. Hey, you got problems with your knackers. No, nah, no, nah, they're, they're in order now. <laughs> Sweet. Well, you two sorted. don't half fiddle. Oh, how really it? fiddle. You're a fiddle. Is it a man thing? Because I don't. I, but I don't want it to be one of these bawdy things where, what, don't you fiddle when you're not? So you're not a real man. I've well, got well, them, Neither of us have said that. I'm standing here doing it. Yeah, we're not getting them no, out. No, but you frequently them on the do. table. I don't I'd, get them on the desk. I'd say <laughs> once every couple of minutes you rearrange or... Are you just checking they're still there well, or what? Mine just are like... You know, you know those Mexican jumping beans that we used to see in the cartoons? They're like that. I deal with in. mine sort of once a day, something like that. Deal with? I, t- oh, I mean, I, yeah. I mean I'm, I'm not afraid to touch any part of my body. <laughs> any, any time! I'm not afraid of touching him. Before he's not an Italian waiter, he can't keep his hands off him. Yeah, it's not, it's not a fear factor, it's more sort of, it's I nice just don't need sat to. On, sat there on a Sunday. Just give it a go now, give it a go. No, boot away from me. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Carry on downloading it, tell your mates to download it, yeah. download it at home and work. What you should do, now that you've just enjoyed the podcast, maybe just listen to it again, just touch your bits. Yeah, yeah we'll see if that helps it. I mean, I, I'm not, like I say, if it makes it better, I'm willing to try it. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe all men should be, maybe it's like an evolutionary thing, and in a thousand years, men will be born with three hands, and they'll just keep one on their balls. Lovely. Just walking around. Yeah. And we'll be mocked, we'll be like, you look back, look at this skeleton, they've only got two hands. Yeah, but man. we were pioneers. Yeah, absolutely. We're like, uh, what's we're his face in Waterworld? <laughs> yeah, we are. We're like, uh, <laughs> Kevin Costner. Have you seen Pippa? How can you believe Pippa? If anyone should ever take an impromptu free kick at us, we're safe. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, there you go, that was a podcast. We've learnt a lot of stuff today. Maybe that's the topic. You tip. turn your back on a free kick anyway, you two. Oh, shut your mouth. Instinct. No, I well, if I was playing you two oh, with a free kick, I'd play it between you and know you're both going to jump no away way. from me. Oh, I'm at the halfway line waiting for the... Qu- I'm wait- first. No, nah, I'm at the halfway line waiting for the break. <laughs> Give me the ball and I'll just skin him like I did against Lith, a- Lith Athletic when I was 14. Remember that Duncan Leggett? I scored a hat-trick that day. What a night afterwards. Right, I've just had Good four text. texts. Yeah. <gasps> Shit, Rex backed off. Right, anyways, it's the, uh, it's the new... Po- uh, yeah, yeah, listen to our show live. Sundays 10 till 1 um, with me, Russell Howard. Email during the week with specific reference to handy tips. Yep, russell.sixmusic at bbc.co.uk. Share your knowledge with us. Let's make this world a better place. 40, sign us out. That was the podcast. Join us next week, 10 o'clock on Six Music. Oh, sexy. BBC Six Music Podcasts. If you liked Russell Howard and John Richardson, try the Adam and Joe podcast. Download for free at bbc.co.uk slash Six Music. Six Music.